You're listening to What She Said with Candace Sampson, a podcast for Canadian women about Canadian women. A mansplaining free zone, What She Said is here to empower, educate, and entertain you. In January, I introduced you to Denise Chand and Jennifer John from the Sacred Space Coaching. Their goal is simple. Help women make empowering shifts to get unstuck in life and relationships and become unstoppable. In the first podcast, we talked about what it felt like to be in a rut and discussed some ways to start making the shifts necessary to move forward. In today's podcast, we go deeper into the excuses we use to sabotage our own happiness and how to silence the inner critic that holds us back. Take some time over the next half hour to listen to Denise and Jennifer, and then be sure to hop on over to the Sacred Space Coaching 21-Day Challenge on Facebook to kickstart your own journey. Ah, Ladies, you are back for, uh, I guess, we're touching base. Uh, We did a longer podcast at the beginning of the year. You've been doing monthly radio segments on my show, and we're going to jump in now with a longer podcast to sort of wrap up what we've looked at the last three months and uh, and then look forward a little bit on this journey. So welcome back, Denise and Jennifer. Uh, where are we starting today? Well, first of all, it's great to be back. And um, I cannot believe it's three months already. Time's just traveling and so much has happened in the past three months in this um, awesome journey. Um, where we would like to begin is actually a lot of um, a lot of questions we've been getting is uh, revealing how do you know you're self sabotaging? You know how do you know that you're sabotaging your future, what your happiness, what you're doing? So I think that's a good place where we can uh, start off at. I think that's interesting that you say that. You know how do I know? Because it's I think you have to have a profound. A sense of self-awareness sometimes to pick up on these things. And and if I've learned anything from, from you two ladies the last few months, it's that self-awareness is the biggest thing uh, we have to sort of master in order to understand ourselves, right? I totally agree with you. And that's a key word, self-awareness. And a part of the, not a part, the entire journey of this, what we're on here is to bring self-awareness because uh, out of everything we're, we're talking about every month and in these podcasts we're having and, and even on our other um, social media, we're talking about this, it's self-awareness because once we become self-aware, we know, once we know we can do better. And um, and it's in that self-awareness we're able to recognize ourselves and, and take a deep look and just stop and pause. And one thing, well, is, you know, when we, I, I, should just, I, I should go back and just say this. People are asking, you know, how do I know? How do I know that I'm self-sabotaging? I'm doing this. And it's pretty simple. One word is it, to, to let you know what you're doing this. And I do this for myself as well and I see people in my circle, is um, pessimism. If you're pessimistic about something, that's uh, that's something you need to pay attention to. It's like, do you look at flaws rather than your strength? A simple ex- um, example of it is a rose. Do you, When you look at a rose, like, are you looking at the rose or are you looking at the thorn? 
so like what exactly are you looking at and that will give you an awareness of exactly where you are what's happening to you um are you quick to point out negative things in a situation rather than looking on a the positive aspect of it um you know there are different levels of 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 this pessimism in, in which we look at and how we look at it. Yeah, there are, there are people out there that are saying it's, you know, there's a, there's a benefit of being pessimistic because you're not going to set yourself up to be disappointed. Yes. However, and there's always that, however, is, are we, are you always going to look at life like that? Because at the end of the day, people, we, it, it affects us on many levels, our health, it affects us, um, you know, for critical, for constantly critical about something, anything. It affects our mental health. It can result in loneliness. It can result in helplessness, anxiety, you know, depression. It leads to many things. So that's that. That's something. That self awareness is looking. How am I looking at something? How am I? Am I looking at? The I, I love that. And you, you sent over, you know, I get, I get the, the honor of getting some notes prior to uh, us recording these and mm-hmm. you sent over and sometimes I feel they're quite revealing for myself. And uh, I'd like to go through these lists, this list Please. of, you know, how you, how you know, if, if we could. And one of them, uh, I'm going to jump a little bit ahead on the list uh, and, and then you can go through the others, but one of them is procrastination. And um, I, that is just something that I am, I've mastered, <laughs> which is not a good thing to be, you know, but I tend to uh, procrastinate doing something until the last minute. And then it's like, <gasps> and then panic, right? Um, and I don't know why I do that to myself. Is that self-sabotage or just poor time management? You know what? First of all, you have to give yourself a pat on the back. Because that's a self-awareness. You've come to that awareness that you do procrastinate, right? So that is something that you truly should be proud of yourself for, to recognize that. But um, procrastination is a uh, identifier with respect to self-sabotaging. And it comes from, there are many reasons we procrastinate. Like we're, we just, the fear Fear of failure, fear of fear of the you know overwhelming, feeling overwhelmed, um, not um, leaving things for the last minute. It's that procrastination. You have to go to the deeper root of that, and that actually takes a deeper level of self awareness. Is where everything stems from um, a deeper root. And I'll give you an example. You know, you've heard about the uh, iceberg theory, where you see the top of the iceberg, but when you look underneath, it's it's bigger than what it, what you're seeing above the water. So yeah, you can identify the fact that I'm a pro- I procrastinate on doing things. I don't get this done or use. I, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not good at this. I'm not going to apply for that job because I'm not good enough. And but when you you have to span back and ha- and look and see what is the deep root. What is causing me to procrastinate on doing things? What is it that? And it's you know what it is. It's actually. Candace is being honest with yourself. 
is to say, you know what, I'm, I really don't want to do this because I truly don't think that I have the ability to, to write this essay or to, to do this. Um, I don't have the capability to do it. It's like you don't feel as if you're devaluing yourself in a sense. So but just take a really true look at yourself and being honest with yourself as to why you do things and, um, and you yourself now with procrastination and I've done it for myself is I, I used to do that. It's like, why do I do that? Why do I wait to the last minute to do something? Is it laziness? Is it, but why, why is it laziness? Like, or I just don't, or what is it? And then you just got to keep digging and digging, like, you know, picking away the iceberg until you get to there. And you're like, aha, uh-huh. you know how Oprah goes, those aha moments. And then you're yeah, like, oh. you know, another, Another quote that Oprah often makes that I or had made in the past, which I love and I use a lot when I talk to people, is that the universe will whisper at you mm-hmm. until it shouts. And, you know, um, I, I, I get that on such a deep level mm-hmm. now when it comes to things in my life. And when I repeatedly do something and and, you know, it doesn't play out for me. I think uh, that's the universe telling me I need to change this before it shouts at me and makes me pay attention. And I'll, I'll use my health as a perfect example mm-hmm. of that. You know, um, you know, I knew that the stress of my divorce was causing yes. my body physical pain. And then it actually started to, ma- to manifest itself as pain. And that was the universe whispering to me, okay, pay attention, get this under control. So uh, I totally agree with you on that, uh, that, that self-awareness and just paying attention to what you're doing because nobody's going to come do it for you, uh, right? You ultimately have to decide for yourself what changes you're going to make. So let's run through the, the rest of that list, though, yes, please uh, if we could, just so people know what some of those mm-hmm. um, things are. You constantly compare yourself to others. We do. I do we're we're guilty of that and that's coming and again self-awareness i i like the i like this um this word self-awareness how we started off this podcast is that you become self-aware that you are comparing yourself to others and uh and then you go to that deeper level why do i do that what what is it that's causing me to look at somebody else because if you're comparing yourself to somebody else that means something else that you don't like what is it that you don't like about yourself so be honest with yourself. He's like, are you looking at yourself in the mirror and go, what is it? Be honest, truthful with yourself. Another thing is that you sacrifice your own needs for others. You're always putting yourself to the back burner. And again, we as women, we do that. We, we do that all the time. Sacrifice our own needs for others, putting ourselves to the back burner. Why do we do that? Why do we feel that? That person's not going to be happy. Again, going to that iceberg, look at the bottom, the, the underneath. What is it that's causing me to do this? Another one is we indulge, and this is the biggest one in, in the self-negative talk, talking ourselves out of do something. You know, you want to apply for a job, but I know I can't go for that job because I don't have the experience or I'm not a, you know, I'm not good at this and, and I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do, I don't know if I can travel. And, you, and your mind finds every possible ex- excuses to not do it, to talk yourself out of every single thing. Excessive worrying worrying and worrying and worrying you know I heard this um 
the saying is worry is like a prayer. You know, when we pray, we pray for, you know, these things, good, positive and great things to happen for us. But worry is like a prayer. If we keep constantly worry, we're, we're, we're attracting all these negativity and the negative outcome into us. It's like a magnet. That's what we're attracting to ourselves. So it's like it's the constant worry. And then at the end of the day, what? what is this worrying causing coming with what cause is attached to it our mental health our physical health our spiritual health and then another aspect of it is um is with respect to dating if you're single you date people who are not in alignment with your core values right and then again you got to examine your core values because at the end of the day the core values what are your core values and those of those come from childhood so these are some of the uh, few things um, to to look at to recognize that I'm self sabotaging and um, and once you recognize and become self aware now you gotta do something about it you have to do something about it. well that was just like a buffet there was something in there for everybody <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's 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 turn it over to Jennifer then and let's talk about how we're going to get out of our own way once we've recognized what we're doing. Uh, Jennifer, how do we then move and get out of our own way? Hi, Candice. You know, what, what is so vital and so important is what you and Denise discussed earlier, the importance of self-awareness, knowing, paying attention to yourself, really trying to understand your own psychology so that you can get out of your own way. Because with awareness comes the opportunity to change. You know, Denise touched a little bit on this earlier. Once you're aware of it, you now have the power to change the situation, change your habits, change those thought patterns. And so some of the things we do is become attentive to your thought life. Um, I think many of us you know, we don't realize how important or how impactful our thought life is on our decisions, on our circumstances, on our own experiences, um, because it can be the very thing that keeps us stuck, the very thing that gets in our way and preventing us from moving forward, preventing us from doing the things that we truly, truly want to do. And so how do we get unstuck? How do we get out of our own way? And so, you know, we pay attention to our thought life. You know, look at what is it that keeps you motivated? Look back. Was there something that you were able to change in your life? How were you able to change that? What was your motivation? Because that motivation is what's going to keep you and carry you and anchor you as you go through this change process, right? Look at the unhealthy behavioral patterns. Now, these are the things that you may have been doing. And like you said, you know, when you're trying to do something over and over and it's not working for you or it's working against you, right? What is that thing that's calling out to you saying, you know what, it's time for you to change this or it's time for you to do it in a different way or do something that is serving you better, more empowering for your life. Shift the way that you think. You know, Denise mentioned earlier, Pessimism, the way in which you view a circumstance or a situation or your very own experiences can hold you back and keep you stuck. So if it's not helping you, maybe it's time to look at it from a different perspective and try to see in a way that helps to move you forward. Celebrate your wins 
as I said, there were things that you've done in the past that have worked for you. Celebrate those things. Because as you're celebrating these wins, you're empowering yourself to actually make the changes that you want to make. You know, sometimes we get discouraged. Sometimes things are not working the way we want to. Sometimes we just feel stuck. And at that point, sometimes we need to step back, disconnect maybe, so that we can reconnect more charged, more refreshed, more in a position where now I can take this on. I can give this my time and my energy. And also, what are we giving our time and our energy to? Is it things that are going to help us move our life along forward? Or is it things that are just keeping us in that same cycle where we can't move forward? And so these are some of the things that we need to, we can look at and start doing to help us get out of our own way. You know, I really love that you, that this this conversation and these ongoing conversations were happening, and I have all these aha moments in them. and And one of them is, you know, I think about meditation, where, um, you know, I always used to think meditation was so hard. And I remember coming across, and they just said, you know, you just focus on the breath, and if you if you lose that, don't. It's okay. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Just gently bring yourself back. To that moment and focus on and, and do it as many times as you need to just keep doing it. There's no judgment. There's nobody's, you know, just keep doing it. It's the same thing. When you recognize that you're being pessimistic, just it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Just recognize it and come back to it. Right. Um, and that is that continual reminder to yourself to just come back in the moment, no judgment. And then one day you're probably just going to not have to do that. You know, you just if you just keep doing it with no judgment, not beating yourself up. And that's one of the things is showing yourself some compassion. You know, we I think we, we, we are so hard on ourselves because of the things that we want to do, where we want to go and how we want to arrive that we don't show ourselves enough compassion or give ourselves enough space so that, you know what, understand it's a process, change is a process. Sometimes it doesn't happen overnight depending on what it is that we want to change, the things that we want to do. Sometimes, yes, it's it's a shorter process. And other times it will take time. But in that, don't get discouraged. Try to remain encouraged so that you show yourself enough compassion. Because like you said, it's okay. I tried this. It didn't work out quite like I wanted to, but I'm still moving forward. And so be a little bit easier. Show yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace. So that you can eventually, as you keep becoming consistent with your efforts, you can get out of your own way and accomplish the things that you want to do. I I couldn't agree with you more. 2022, the last couple of years have been so hard. Uh, You know, if we can't give ourselves some grace, we're we're lost. So we have to start there. Denise, uh, we're going to be talking about the rabbit hole effect. I have no idea what this is. But it sounds interesting and a little bit scary. So do you want to elaborate on that for the, or the next part here? Well, the rabbit hole effect is like, I've done this and that's why I call it rabbit hole effect. And the best, the simplest way to, to explain this is, you know, when you think about something, why you shouldn't be doing something or you ruminate on something over and over again, and then it takes you to another thought and then another thought and then another thought and another thought and another thought and another thought. Next thing you know, you're spiraling down just like, what is it, what is it like uh, Alice in the Wonderland or whatever it is, and just 
and you're just going down, just further down, and you're going and going and going. And that's what it is. It's these thoughts that these negative thoughts and we have to really stop for a second and and acknowledge this and say this these self-negative talks they're powerful these the that inner critic that voice is extremely powerful and they carry force and and this when this is why also we we try to teach um our clients mind management because if you don't have mind management it is going to take you down this rabbit hole in fact you're going to keep going and going and going and it's like if somebody hurts you or, or like you know like a relationship breakup or anything you know whatever it is our family does something to you it just it, it's a voice that that takes on it's like this um this this like I don't know this dark force that just tells you yes 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 and do this and then you go to the next thought and it's just taking you down and down and then next thing you know you're in this place this dark place and painful hurtful place which eventually hurts us mentally physically and spiritually and I've been there and I it's through coming to that awareness and recognizing and it's like no I'm not going to do this anymore. It's it's like going down the comment section on the internet. Yes. You know, it's the same idea. Yes. It's just, you just know it's going to be bad. So please don't go exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> same rabbit hole. So, I mean, when we're developing habits then or good habits, you know, um, is there something you tell your clients um, to do when they're trying to form new habits? Is there... A process for that? Yes. Well, first of all, yeah, the truth is, is that we can't always change what happens to us. That, you know, we can't change what happens, but we can change our perspective on things. So that's the truth. We can change what happens, but it's about a perspective on how we, you know, on how we look at an outlook on something. And, you know, you'll have a choice on how we look at, you know, the strings and the arrows of life that comes at us. And we have to simply choose an outlook. And I and I've done this again for myself and I, I call it E&P and which is extract and profile. And what it is, is and again, it it it, it comes from a self-awareness of what it is that I'm doing, why I'm doing this. And then when I'm recognizing now that you're going to standing, I'm telling clients now you're standing at the edge and you're about to go down that rabbit hole. Before you go, you have to be able now to extract yourself from the situation and profile it, meaning pull back. Why am I going? Why am I going to think like this? And, and profiling it. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I going to have that cheesecake at 12 o'clock at night when I'm trying to lose weight to fit into my nice summer dress that's coming, you know, or the bathing suit? Why am I being pulled there? Why am I pulled to always go online and just keep shopping, shopping, shopping and living above my means? Why am I, you know, and and once you recognize that these are just some examples or a relationship, why am I just dating individuals that that don't appreciate me, that that emotionally hurt me, that I feel as if I'm neglecting myself just to be with this person? Do I feel like, do I, don't I deserve more? Why am I like that? Why do I take this constant emotional abuse or, you know, or, or sit and stay and say something that's not healthy, even friendship, 
toxic friendship, even jobs, um, whatever it is. And why do I do that? And then just pull back. And once you come and then then slowly but steadily, it's one day at a time. I know we're, we're putting all these answers and solution in this short time we have here talking, but it takes work. And the first thing is to just sit back and recognize awareness. And then why am I doing this? And then practice. I got to look at it a different way. They're just changing how I look at something. Rather than looking at the thorns, look at the rose. And that feels like a uh, a natural sort of push into Jennifer's next sort of topic here about our self-worth. Because I think, you know, how we view ourselves affects how we approach these situations and if we are kinder and and value ourselves more maybe we wouldn't be shopping as much on amazon or you know reaching for the cheesecake at midnight that kind of thing so um how do we are there ways or tools that you give to people uh jennifer to um view or i guess talk about themselves in a more positive life or I don't even I don't even want to say talk about themselves because this is all internal right talking it to is. themselves it's, it's, it's internal yes yes and with your self-worth it's first understanding how important your self-worth is you know um if you ask anyone you know how you know do you how do you view yourself some people may not you may not get to the core of the issues that that they may have or the fact that they struggle with worthiness um, but it is so tied to our confidence, to our ability to make decisions and choices, um, even to the, the choice in a mate, the choice in a partner. Um, our self-worth and understanding what that worth is impacts these things, these areas of our lives. And they can impact them in a positive way and they can impact them in a negative way. And one of the things is that, again, it comes to that self-awareness, stepping back and looking at yourself, looking at yourself and being completely and totally honest. How do you view yourself? How do you view your worthiness? And then looking at yourself in the way that your most trusted friend, a family member, someone that you love and care about, how do they view you? And once you, you look at that, you start to compare and then start to challenge some of the views that you hold of yourself. And in so doing, you're, you're coming to a place where you realize, is this realistic? Am I viewing myself in the right light? What lens am I using to view myself? Am I extremely hard and difficult on myself? Am I comparing myself to other people? That's, a, that's another one. That's a big one, is that we tend to compare ourselves to others, not just to people in our lives, but the people we see online, the people we see in media. We compare ourselves so much from the smallest things to larger things in life. And from that we glean or we pull up, it causes and it affects our self-worth. And so these are some of the things. It's that truly being honest with yourself and coming to that awareness of who am I? How do I view myself? And is my view of myself based in some form of reality? The way we talk to ourselves, you know, I, I get it. And I think most people listening will say, I get this. I understand this. And I wouldn't use these words with my best friend or my child or, you know, a stranger, really. We wouldn't talk like that. But we are so hard on ourselves. And how do we shut that inner critic up? Like, literally, that bitch has got to go. So how do we shut her up? 
<laughs> I totally agree with you. <laughs> you know what? That voice, that bitch voice, let's be real here. Let's be true, right? Is it criticizes, it belittles, it judges, it's cruel. And um, that's what it is. It's not kind at all. And it's relentless. Um, it's a relentless, destructive chatter that is that gnaws at us. And it can be very, very cruel. So the it goes back to what we said earlier. So is if you really pause and you pay attention to your thoughts, and you stop for a second and you listen to that 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 chatter or that um avoid they call it inner critic but also it's also known as a judge where you're judging everything everything in a negative way so um and um studies have so shown that um that a lot this inner critic this this voice um actually stems from childhood and you know and again it goes back to like the, the iceberg, where does all of this coming from? And to silence that voice, that inner critic, um, it's a, it takes it takes practice every single day. It truly does. It does. And the first step is recognizing, coming, you know, pay attention to your thoughts. So you, you as soon as you say you, you see it, you hear it, you hear this, you know, this woman, this 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 voice, this this negative, destructive, you know, um, voice that's whispering at you yourself, and you recognize it. And once you pay attention to it, you'll actually be surprised to see how negative it is, and there's no positivity in it. Okay, so I'm listening to this, and I'm thinking, am I crazy? Because I got to tell you, I often have dueling voices in my head I have the inner critic the bitch as we'll call her mm-hmm. and then I have the other voice the coach who's like almost shouting at the inner critic to shut up and the inner critic's shouting back at her and there's becomes like this internal these two voices in my head <laughs> so am I crazy or is no that you're not what's crazy. happening <laughs> you know what Honestly, Candace, this is what we do with our clients. It's actually very, very good because you do have your, you know, your, your, this, this bitch on the other side that's telling you, no, you can't do it. And then you do have your coach side of you. I like that. And, and the best way to actually is let them go battle and let them talk. Right. And she'll tell you, no, you can't do this. You're not going to get where you're not. This is what's going to happen to you. And the coach is going to say really what it is. And you'd have them battle and let them have a dialogue, a dialogue going back and forth. And then you'll know for a fact because you're you're watching this and you're going or you're hearing this and you will see how much that inner critic is so destructive and negative that and once you pay attention to it, you've come to that awareness that you're just a cruel evil witch that needs to go on your broom and fly so far away from me because it's not mentally helping me physically it's not helping me spiritually it's not helping me and once you identify it and label it you disempower it you know i'll give you an example say you're um every time it comes up you have to recognize it label it and and you it loses its power so say say something like a friend wants you your friends and want you to go do something they want to go out they want you to i don't know travel to go somewhere and you don't want to go and every day they're coming and they're trying to you know entice you with 
you know, trying to get you to go there. And you're like, listen, guys, I know exactly what you're doing and it's not going to work. You know, that type of thing. We've been in a situation like, I know what you're doing, but it's not going to work. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do that. That's exactly what you do. That same type of scenario right there, a pro, that's exactly what you do with that inner critic, that judge, that negative little witch that's trying to take you down and keep you down and tell you that you're not going to get anywhere. It's time to break her broom stick and send her, you know, let her go. Send her down the rabbit hole, actually, and cover her. <laughs> and that's what you do. You recognize it and then you you, disimp- um, you you remove it. You take its power away. That's what you do when you're written. You can label it. You take its power away. And then it goes back to, again, what you said earlier about taking that deep breath. You stop, you take a deep breath. You take a deep breath, and sometimes that voice is so loud and so forceful and so strength, strong that you stop. And if you and just breathe, or if you hear a bird chirping at that moment that it's happening, stop and go pay attention to that bird and focus on that noise. Like the other day, I was working, and and I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, you know, all the stuff was going through my head, and I heard um, outside a banging. You know, somebody was just um, knocking on someone like something and I focused on that and then in my mind I'm listening to the banging and I kind of heard like a cymbal music like tong dong and then it kind of like that and because it took my thoughts away from that negative you know that tiresome you know thought I, I lo- it lost its power so I came back and I was able now to focus what I have to do and these are the little tiny little steps. I love so much that you said that because oftentimes it is really truly just a shift in focus. Uh, one, one of the notes you have there is, you know, you, you say like, is it, is it realistic? Is it, is it real? And that was a really powerful tool for my youngest daughter, um, as we were going through the divorce process, um, was her psychologist gave her that tool. And it was because when she was having an anxious moment, he, he encouraged her to stop and ask, is this real? Right or switch her focus, and those two things were very powerful for her, and they're, they're I think they're helpful for everybody. So I love that you mentioned that. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna shut that bitch, witch, whatever she is in our heads down. We're gonna push her aside, or at least we're gonna learn to. How are we going to create some healthy boundaries? Uh, I think especially. When we are changing, it's often difficult for the people that you are in a relationship with to accept this new you. Would you agree with that? It can be challenging because remember, as much as you want to change and become some, and I don't, I don't want to say become somebody new, but become more of your true self, the way that people have seen you or interacted with you have been that way for some time. And it can be challenging for them to accept this newer version of yourself, the truer version of yourself. And so what you, what we normally encourage our clients to do is pay attention to what you want and what you need. And with the people that you love, the people that are those who are closest to you, communicate Communication is key when you are setting boundaries, because as much as the boundaries are for yourself, they're also for those whom you're in a relationship with, those who your your partner, your family, your friends, your coworker. The, you have different relationships with each of them. 
And so there are different dynamics. And so the conversations you would have with one may not be the same that you would have with someone else. And the need to communicate the changes that you want or the the boundaries that you're trying to create for yourself depends on the type of relationship you have. And so communication, again, is key. But before you can communicate that you want to create these new boundaries, you yourself have to come to a place where you understand, what do I need? What do I want for myself? What do I value most? Or what are the things that I value that I need to some I need to protect? Because in creating these boundaries, you are safeguarding your mental, emotional, even physical well-being. And so when you first understand your boundaries, the ones you want to set, or the existing ones that you need to reinforce, then you're in a better position to communicate that to the people who you're in relationship with. So over the next three months, we're going to break down into smaller chunks on the radio show our next steps in continuing this journey. But with that being said, you guys have a Facebook group where you've been helping people with this ongoing. And I don't want people to get stuck in their head that they can only do this stuff January 1st. They can go jump in any single day, hour that they want, correct? Correct. They just have to go and visit the Sacred Space 21-Day Challenge. You can start it at any time. Um, it's, it's all there from day one. Go through each step. Go through each day. You hit a challenge. You hit a question. Reach out. Put it there. Um, we will re- respond back to you. And so we can help to move you forward. Because as you're going through this process, as we said, of change, it's not something that happens overnight. And so we can all use the support, the accountability, the help, and we're there as a community. So just jump in, start from the beginning, because that's your journey. Your journey is unique to you. And so as you do this and moving through this, we'll be there to support you and to help you. And and for people who are listening, who are maybe sitting there going, oh, like, I, I think I need a little bit more intensive uh, help here. Uh, they can reach out to you as well for, for private coaching, right? Yes, they can. They can reach out to to us at the Sacred Space Coaching on Instagram, on Facebook, um, even um, info at thesacredspace.com and reach out to us. And we would most definitely, we do one-on-one coaching as well as group coaching. I mean, you guys always come with such incredible uh, energy that when I am done recording a podcast or a radio show with you, I just automatically feel better. So I really hope that people, after listening to this, will want to continue with the feeling and will reach out to the Facebook page or follow you on social or connect for private coaching. Um, you, you really are incredible at helping people understand how to be kinder to themselves and get out of that rut because holy cow, I know, I hear it all the time, even the most successful people I know are struggling in a rut right now. Uh, So this is really important. So once again, ladies, thank you so much for uh, joining me. I'm going to put everything in the liner notes of how people can reach out and connect with you. And uh, we'll see you shortly on the radio show soon. Thank you so much, Candice. Awesome. Thank you. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence 
all in less than 15 minutes, you have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.